Sir Grapple, do you want to brass some Carson Sestouli? This is Fingerhoff Audio, my guest on this edition of Fingerhoff Audio, making the last of his regular appearances on the program. Not the last overall appearance, but the last of his regular appearances. He's a former Pirates beat reporter for the Pittsburgh Tribune Review, and also, as a Friday, a former contributor to Fangraphs.com. He remains a citizen in the world of ideas. It's Travis Sachek. Travis Sachek is the guest on this program. And what follows represents a farewell episode uh, for Travis Sachek. Not a teary farewell, I should note. Such a thing would require the host, at the very least, to possess the full range of human emotions. So not a teary farewell. It does, however, represent an opportunity to reflect on Sachek's time at Fangraphs.com. It also represents an opportunity to revisit some of Sachek's most cherished topics, uh, his zeal for realignment, for example. We dwell on that at some length. And also, for other example, the BBWAA Hardball Dynasty League at What If Sports, of which both Sachek and myself are members. No little time dedicated uh, to that as well. Also, I ask Sachek how he feels about the opinion held by certain members of the public that Fangraphs Audio is finished and past its best days. Here's his unrelenting response. I have some sympathy for that. Like, yeah, yeah, let's let's end this. Hurtful, hurtful Travis Sachek. There will be more Travis Sachek in what follows. Before we get to that conversation, however, before we get to that conversation with Travis Sachek, it is both my privilege and also my professional obligation to announce that Fangraphs memberships exist. For a reasonable sum, readers of Fangraphs.com can support the great work that appears in those electronic pages. And for a slightly less reasonable sum, not unreasonable, but slightly less reasonable, those same readers can acquire what is known as an ad-free membership, which allows one to browse Fangraphs.com without the burden of banner ads, not only facilitating faster loading speeds, but also liberating one from the tyranny and distortive effects of advertising. Fangraphs membership and ad-free membership available only at Fangraphs.com by going to that URL in one's web browser, and then going click, 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 click. Dramatic reenactment of the process requiring uh, membership is what I've just provided there. What else I could provide is a conversation with Travis Sochik, as noted. So let's get to it. What is it? It is Fangraphs Audio. Who does it feature? Erstwhile contributor to Fangraphs.com, Travis Sochik. And when does it begin? Right now. Because you come off, Travis, and I'm, I'm, I'm just repeating. I'm sure what you've said before. You come off like a slack-jawed yokel. That's all facade. <laughs> it is. Yeah, you're really a, uh, you're really a Machiavellian figure underneath it all, aren't you? Playing, playing, uh, playing power against power uh, to your own end. I mean, if you haven't been compared to the Earl of Warwick, I don't know. I, I don't know what people are doing. Yeah, I watched The Usual Suspects when I was a young man, and that, it, no, wait, that, that you, changed my that that set up a whole whole model for behavior to follow the rest of my life. I know, and I've gathered that from from a, a Kevin Spacey fan site that you continue to update. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, I've I, been led to believe that the reason that you're joining Five Thirty Eight <laughs> is because <laughs> is because you want to have. You have a couple of obligations now. You want to have just one obligation so you can return to your true love, which is updating your Kevin Spacey <laughs> fan site. Isn't that true? I, I know not many people understand it. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> I just want to get. I don't know what the what the threshold is for defamation on a dumb podcast, but I want to cross it. I want to cross it today, and I want to cross it soon. Well, let's do it. Let's do it. This might be our last opportunity. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, Travis Sajic, a pleasure to speak with you, and I think maybe the last time in this precise context. Uh, do you want to? I guess restate. Uh, I guess I'm not going to ask you to restate precisely what you uh, did today in the in the pages, the electronic pages, uh, but uh, to provide some context for the conversation to follow. Yes, uh, we're about. It's about two thirty on Thursday. Yes, Thursday, and about two hours ago, it was announced that some bittersweet personal news. I guess I should say. Oh, um, I, I already like the phrasing. Grass. It it was announced. Yeah, you it used was the dummy the dummy subject. <laughs> Yeah, so I am. Uh, it is a bittersweet day. Uh, yeah. That I'm, I really enjoyed my time at Fangraphs. I loved people here, uh, even you, Carson. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> especially you, Carson. Yeah, uh, one of the most yeah. unique, the most unique media personality I've come across, and a great editor and an underrated talent evaluator. Yeah, as I stated in farewell post, and I'm joining Five Thirty Eight, where my life won't change. Yeah, too much. I'll still be writing about baseball and. I'll still be typecast as a nerd. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've been juggling a couple jobs for the last year and a half, and this will allow me to consolidate into one job, which is one attraction. But yeah, it wasn't an easy decision. I mean, I'm excited about a new challenge, a new opportunity, but it's also hard to leave some things. And uh, I, I don't think we'll be strangers, but we won't have the same daily interaction. And that's. Uh, oh, thank God. That, that's, the, uh... <laughs> that's sad, too. There's a, it's, it's a state of melancholy. In terms yeah. of 538's uh, sort of recruitment, re- recruitment strategies, mm-hmm. to what degree do they resemble uh, the same kind of tactics utilized by University of Miami football <laughs> during, the, during the 90s, if you were to compare and contrast? Well, uh, I mean, quite similar, really. Yeah, okay, uh, that's what uh, I was expecting, yeah. 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 Uh, you know, it usually starts with a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you have I an think... agent now, which I think is weird. You have you have uh, an agent. I mean, I was first contacted. Uh, I mean, both Apple and I were contacted, not not by you directly, which I thought was rude. Uh, it was we were contacted by your agent, <laughs> Linda, someone whom I had never met or spoken with, <laughs> and Linda just says Sachik Sachik out. That's all she said. <laughs> no, I mean one of the toughest parts about leaving is you have to call everyone you care about and tell them you're leaving. Yeah, and I, you know I disappoint people all the time. So to to disappoint people more than uh, my normal capacity or mm-hmm. my normal my homeostasis disappointment level to, to exceed that <laughs> is difficult and not pleasurable. So that yeah. was that wasn't fun. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean David Appleman's a great boss. He's built a great company and gave me a chance. Yeah, well, some of unusual. us like it. Some of us like yeah. it, Travis. <laughs> some of you are loyal. This is a oh, this is very fun. This is much more fun than I anticipated. You know, because I did one at some point uh, with Dave Cameron, and Dave Cameron is a sort of different sort of person than you. And uh, that was I always enjoyed uh, the the podcast with Dave Cameron, but in some ways, uh, well, in some ways, I, you know, we we had, we had some things in common, but in, in other ways, we were very different people. That was which was part of the reason why I enjoyed speaking with him. Because he was, uh, you know, he was like a he was like a machine in some ways, 
Uh, so it was always it was always very interesting to speak with him. I felt like I was you know talking with an alien, um, <laughs> and uh, which was which was always fun. And I I think he tolerated it, if not enjoyed it. But I think that uh, perhaps you and I uh, maybe share some things in common, um, or, or maybe have yeah. a have a similar respect for. Uh, let's see, what do we have a similar respect for? The the capacity of uh, the irrational to serve as as a kind of la- laboratory for actually for ideas that can they can have uh, some sort of application does that i am not i'm not phrasing it precisely how i want but i think respect a respect for for ideas that may not seem to have any use but which frequently do down the road we're we're idea men and we, <laughs> and we use our the Saluce association with baseball to promote them yeah to, you know that's uh, frequently yeah. a, a, a that's frequently a term by which people who have no real skills are denoted. <laughs> if you're if you're an idea man, it's a, it's a, I mean, I, I like I tell my plumber I'm an idea man because he's actually <laughs> right. doing a real thing. He's that providing I can't a do. tangible, uh, yeah, a tangible service where we're, yeah. we really don't do anything. No, we don't do uh, anything. Yeah, I've had to learn some skills. Now you're a homeowner. Yeah, I so. assume you'll be moving into. A much larger home now. That's <laughs> yeah. We've been looking at some lakefront properties. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, actually, that's uh, the last thing I would do. We just got hit with our like three year tax assessment. Awful. Oh, very interesting. Yeah. The the uh, is it an appraiser? It's not an appraiser. It's an it's an assessor. Yeah, I guess they look at your home value and other metrics. And mm-hmm. yeah, we uh, we bought a house that was flipped essentially, remodeled. So last time it was assessed, it wasn't very valuable. But this time, yeah. Now, is there any planning. suggestion from from Bay Village authorities that the one of the main drivers of the increased uh, assessment had something to do with the fact that it was that it was inhabited by Travis Sacha <laughs> that, that drove the the property value through the roof? Yeah, there's some uh, there's been some time set up where you can dispute the value of mm-hmm. your assessment. Wait, is that true? Yes. Uh, Are you going to go in dispute? I'm going to threaten to move to Lorraine County. <laughs> no is there actually a, are there grounds are there is there a vehicle to dispute the assessment there are yes there are and are you going to utilize them i think it's gonna be difficult because i just you know, they have on record what we were willing to pay for this home less than a year ago so i would essentially have to appeal that i was an idiot <laughs> this home is now worth what I, I paid for it. I think that uh, we have some documentation <laughs> that could that could support that could support that thesis. Yeah, I should print off some comments that were left on articles. <laughs> show up. Like, you Look, know allow allow yeah. me to document the fact that I am an idiot. <laughs> some yeah. posts, perhaps some posts. Yeah. <laughs> Exhibit A. You know what? Yeah, that might work. Do you think that during your your time at Fangraphs.com, Travis? Do you think that you ever committed what might be? What might be characterized as a fireable offense? A fireable offense. Uh, a fireable offense. I, <laughs> as managing editor, I think <laughs> you would have the human resource file, and uh, <laughs> you could better answer that. But no, I don't believe so. I did some. I probably wrote some awful posts and had some mm-hmm. bad ideas, but I don't think it, <laughs> maybe that's fireable. I don't know. Yeah, when you're. But yeah, no, I don't think I ever committed a fireable offense. I don't. I don't think you ever did anything bad. Have you ever been fired? Fired. Hmm. <laughs> Not in the last fifteen years, Carson. How old are you? I'll be thirty-eight this month. Okay, all right. So that brings you down to twenty-three. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. Usually, usually people are allowed to start working around sixteen. 
Yeah, I guess since you know my background check, I answered that I've never been fired. That's my position. <laughs> I cannot wait for you to run for office because this will emerge. This type of information will emerge. Are you gonna? Are you gonna? Will this free you up to run against Paul Kumar in the local Bay Village mayoral election? <laughs> I've been playing the long game, and I yeah, this move to a political analytical website should you know, beef up my resume, where I understand the constitution of the electorate, mm-hmm. what, what it's comprised of, the sensibilities, and I understand voting patterns, needs. Yes, I'm hard to run for mayor of Bay Village. And or I will true, be in two years. Is yeah. it true that you'll be <laughs> that you'll be appearing with some frequency on the, the politics podcast for five thirty eight <laughs> to discuss your radical views? <laughs> your radically centrist views. They were looking right. for some balance, I think, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, they were looking for someone who could provide silence. Is that what is that what one of the, the strategies is? <laughs> Just in the background humming. If if your conduct during one of those podcasts is anything like it is or has been during the Fangraphs editorial <laughs> meetings, then, I, then we might not know you're there. I assume it's because you're so diligently working, though, uh, yes. during the meetings. Yes. Uh, uh, preoccupied by, yeah, preoccupied mean, uh, by work. Yeah, their work must be done. Yeah. And I know you guys like to, to Joe who can mingle on these, these work calls, but you mm-hmm. know, I, I have a focus. When you say single you, mindedness, when you say you, do you, are you referring to humans? Is <laughs> that? I don't know. Like you and Kylie, always talking, joking. Oh, don't, yeah, yeah. You know what? You know what? Never have you hurt me more <laughs> than than putting me into a bucket with Kylie. That is that is the final straw. Yeah, there's you know there's this cloud of X body spray, and you and, <laughs> you and Kylie emerge from it, and the conference call begins. Uh, mm-hmm. What people, what people might not, and you can attest to this, I think. What people do not know, certainly, about the about Fangraphs editorial meetings, is that one person above all hates them. One person hates them in a in a in a very in a vocal way, in a in a, in a vigorous way. And um, well, now that you, I think that you're I know who this is. Now you're not employed by Fangraphs. Do you, would you care to? Would you care to divulge the name? Uh, my guess is this is a resident of Oregon. It is a resident of Oregon, yeah, yeah. I believe he is known as one of the best analysts on the internet. He is a, he's a great, a great baseball analyst. He's yeah. prickly. He's prickly as a colleague, but he's uh, he's he does he, he writes good copy. Yeah, he uh, cleaner he copy than than some people who are currently appearing on this program. <laughs> uh, it's Jeff Sullivan. Jeff Sullivan hates the meetings. Yeah, but it's but his the extent to which he detests them. Is so cartoonish that it's impossible not to not to delight <laughs> in in it as a as an as an onlooker. He uh, he particularly likes when we you believe the uh, the meeting's wrapping up and another a final question is, is asked. <laughs> There's been a brief silence, and I have some sympathy for that. Like you do, yeah. yeah, yeah let's yeah. let's end this. Let's let's end if this. If you have yeah. another now, question, take it. Go into a private uh, channel and ask it. Do you have a sense of what your uh, what you're gonna ha- what you're gonna have to be doing in terms of meetings in your new job? Uh, and I, I asked this I asked this one uh, percent because I'm curious about your life and your life and ninety nine percent because I'm curious how to be a, how to be a managing editor. <laughs> I think we on Tuesdays there's a there'll be a sports and a general staff meeting. Okay. Also conducted through Slack. Ooh. Um, so I don't think it'll be too different. Probably more professional and organized. <laughs> but I don't think it'll be too different. 
than uh, what now, happened at Fangraphs. Were you especially attracted to to Disney because they're going to be taking over Fox and all its properties, <laughs> and that's uh, s- sort of closer to to your um, ideological view of the world? Is that what I was led to believe? Uh, yeah, I'm looking for for fairness and balance. So, <laughs> I, yeah. Would you say that if um, if you have been faithful to no other tenant during your time as a writer, it's been that Travis <laughs> Travis Sochik reports and allows the audience to decide? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, first day journalism school. That was a lesson imparted, and have taken it to heart. Where did you go to journalism school? A little school down the road in Columbus, Ohio, known oh, as yeah. the Ohio State University. The Ohio State. Did you also yeah. wait? I forget. Did you attend that as an undergraduate as well? Well, I have no graduate work, so yes. Oh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I thought I was talking to somebody. <laughs> did you? Do you have? I know that you. I know that you enjoy being from Ohio, but do you have that kind of particular pride that some people who are alumni of Ohio State, the Ohio State, seem to possess? Well, it was at the Urban Meyer rally <laughs> in front of Ohio Stadium. No, I uh, I don't. I'm not a rabid. Uh, I mean, no. I, I pull for Ohio State if they're in a major event, I guess. But mm. see, I also covered as a student reporter at the Lantern. I covered Ohio State football, and, and I don't know. It just rips some of the uh, the joy, and you see how the sausage is made. Uh, not everyone treats right. you well. Yeah, so you, you lose some of your enthusiasm from a rooting interest perspective. I mean, but, I mean it was still enjoyable. I wouldn't trade that for anything. But to answer your question, I'm, I'm more tribal about and being an Ohioan than an Ohio State graduate. Right. Okay. I was, uh, yeah, I wasn't sure because you hadn't, you hadn't really dwelled on it at any length. And so I wasn't, I wasn't sure. Oh, which is good. It's, it's good. Oh, but that is, speaking of both your, your newer employer, your new employer, I, I should really, I should really refer to them as your most recent employer. You, uh, or sorry, th- this past weekend saw the, uh, not this weekend, this past week saw the, um, the 12th, the Ohio 12th. The Ohio 12th Congressional District. <laughs> is that a thing? That, Am I, I saying something? That's what happened, right? There's yeah, a big that's election. right. Yeah. Was that you know, up in Cleveland? Does that does that concern those people, or is it? Uh, were they sort of? Would you look on it basically the same way? Where is this place? The Ohio 12th. No, it's not a. It's not a Cleveland election. Is no, it? it's not. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's Columbus. It's Franklin County. Yes. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, uh, well, more than that, but uh, environs of Columbus. Yeah, it's too. Is it still too close to call, or has it been decided? Depends. <laughs> it depends <laughs> in which camp you stand, Travis. I, and also, you have to. You do I, have just, to count- I just know that it was. It's been looked at as a barometer, perhaps, for how other races mm-hmm. might be determined. Right. You're aware of that, yeah. yes. And that the the red candidate did not do quite as well as in, as was forecasted or expected, or as history might suggest, is the blue. Yeah, candidate. I think in the neutral political lean of the of the district. But the but given uh, I guess uh, the averages from other special elections, it was actually almost precise the uh, the, the change or the the results. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I was wondering if you, if that was a, if you sort of felt the the ripple effects of that in Cleveland. But it doesn't sound like you did because um, you just looked it up right now. <laughs> uh, I do. Th- oh, Ohio is kind of a barometer for it. we're a kingmaker, right? Ohio <laughs> is the. Uh, is a key player in the electoral college, and I think this election is an interesting test because uh, Ohio usually votes with the winning president and is often in a crucial swing state. The original kingmaker was Richard Neville. Richard Neville. 
Richard Neville, 16th Earl of Warwick. Yeah. Uh, but when I used to drive, I mean, I drove, <laughs> when I drove, when I was living in Pittsburgh and I would drive home to visit my parents, I would drive mm-hmm. through Trump country, essentially. And I remember during that election season, there were a lot of Trump yard signage. In that area. In that area. And I'm very mm-hmm. curious, This, I, I guess I won't be driving through that corridors often, but I suspect that signage will be greatly reduced, you know. Mid- but that's just midterms, your... uh, yeah. So I, I would say the election results, whatever they may be, what I know so far, are not that surprising. Right. Okay. I'm just curious. Just curious. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm a, I'm on the ground here. You you want to you want to get some intel from someone <laughs> Ohio? sort of half paying attention to what's happening right around them. <laughs> do you, Do you think that uh, people in New England and specifically Maine are stoked about the fact that Ohio decides has uh, has so much control over their lives. <laughs> Specifically <laughs> one sad weblogger in uh, in Midcoast, Maine. <laughs> I, I sense a... Uh, <laughs> there's, the Electoral College seems to be a point of consternation. No, it's not the Electoral yeah. College. It's, the, it's, uh, it's interesting. I No, it's not interesting. Anyway, it is interesting, I guess. That's how we affect your lives, right? It is how you affect we have an, I guess it's through we, the electoral college. Or, yeah, I guess yeah, it is. Yeah. 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 Although I don't uh, and I think we share this. I don't I don't actually I don't necessarily have a problem with the electoral college. Uh, I, I, I learned at the Fangrass meetup in Denver that some of our colleagues do. Yes, I think they do. <laughs> and yeah, I understand no, that. Yeah. I think I I mean I think that there's there's so there's two two arguments, right? One could levy an argument or one could have a problem with it because of recent results. But and maybe even I would do that. But I also think it's it's such a it's so weird that I that is one of the reasons why I love it. I'm not <laughs> suggesting that it, I, I, I even as someone who's not always thrilled about the outcomes, I just like that they were like, yeah, this is the system, <laughs> and uh, suck it. <laughs> yeah, I, I love its lack of trust in the common person that the system was created. Wait, is that the is that what it is? Is I it the lack a, of trust in the common person, that, or is it? it? I think it's actually. I think it's to essentially give a voice to those people who are located in more agrarian well, areas, Well, yeah, there right? is a balance. It sort of balances. Uh, it's a geography balance, right? Otherwise, yeah. you'd have candidates would campaign mm-hmm. in like three cities, New York, yeah, LA, and, and Chicago to be, to, or something. Right. And to be clear, uh, I am not a, a scholar in this matter, and I have no particular expertise in it. Uh, I'm only contending, as I am contending with any issue, merely with the facts at my disposal. And I have uh, – in uh, certain areas, I have more facts at my disposal, and in others, like this conversation about the Electoral College, I have fewer. But I, I am also not willing to put forth any more effort in, in uh, <laughs> uh, or due diligence on the topic of the Electoral College. You know why? My day is filled up, Travis Sotrick, from the beginning to the end. Uh, it's I, filled up. I wake up. There's a child, there, and um, there are things to be done. There's copy in the queue. There's copy to edit. Yeah, there's copy to edit. You have your hands uh, now. Full. Listen. Now I have to ask. Uh, now, obviously, uh, one if if one so chose, one could spend all of his or her life attending to not merely the sort of house matters of housekeeping, or alternatively to current events. Right? You could you could dedicate your whole life to that. But we also need to to spend some time each day. I I think doing some work on a more of a more spiritual variety as well. Some contemplative work. I, I'm all for balance. Yeah. You got you have to do it. Now I know that's why you take your walks. That's a, that's a contemplative act by Travis yeah. Sachik. I also bought yeah. a kayak recently. Did I tell you about this? Yep. Nope. Yeah, now I see. Yeah, I yeah bought... now I see. 
I've been making some large purchases. <laughs> had to get a a, a yak, yakima yakima. Had to get a, yeah. a rack for the car. Would you say that very, your spending is very expensive? Is, would you say that you're? Have you bought a Yeti cooler? Because <laughs> that's the next purchase. No, yeah, we're still we're still outfitting. Would you say that your that your spending surpasses? rivals or pales in comparison to that of disgraced <laughs> disgraced public figure Paul Manafort. <laughs> <laughs> he had finer tastes, I, I believe. Have you well, I don't know, you're the yeah. one not buying kayaks. Have you have you have you yelled at anyone <laughs> to to doctor your tax documents recently? <laughs> I I have not. No, uh, but it sounds like yeah. you're going to you're going to at least try and lean on some I'm local gonna, authorities I, to um, Yes, there's going to be pl- pressure applied, threats <laughs> made. Uh, Rain County is not more than four miles away, and you could you could I, be there. I could be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, listen. Is your first step? Do you think to walk into City Hall and say, "Do you know who I am?" <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I'm quite at that celebrity level yet. No, uh, not yet. No, not yet. Uh, oh, I would. I have no fewer than two other. Things to address with you uh, during the course. This it might it might become more, but it's not going to be any fewer. Uh, one of them is this. Uh, one of the, I knew that one of the difficulties for me in conducting this this edition of the program with you, I, an episode that cannot be at any point divorced from the fact that you that you were leaving the site. I know that one of the problems I would have though is that I, as a person, I don't think this is like an Oliver Sacks level of psychological abnormality. I think I'm sure that many people have, have some version of this. Uh, but I frequently, I, intellectually, I understand the future, but I do not emotionally understand the future. So you and I are talking, Travis Ocek, right now, like you and I usually do, right? Right. For the most part. However, this will not be something that's available to us, you know, starting soon. And uh, that that's a somewhat melancholy proposition. However, I do not feel that on an emotional level at all. And it, <laughs> I don't. And, I, and, and, and it has nothing to do with you. Uh, or or any of my feelings about you, it has to do with the fact that, as I say, I have no emotional concept of the future. Things that are going to happen, I understand that they're going to happen, but I do not. I have, I'm not able to anticipate how they will make me feel. And this was a similar thing with saying goodbye to Dave Cameron. Is it was a normal podcast to me, and I think I, I sensed that he thought that it was going to be something a, a bit more substantive, <laughs> but I was not able to do that. Oh, because, he wanted a big show. Uh, well, I don't know if he wanted a show. Or, favorite I don't moments. Know. <laughs> Top post. <laughs> yeah. So yes, what I what I'm saying is I do not necessarily have any uh, right any psychological understanding of the future, but I would argue a that it has some value, and I would also say b. No wait, I don't know if I have a b. I guess it just has some value. <laughs> That's all I had. Oh no, I was going to ask you a question though, because you're the sort of person who likes to to use ideas, who visits the playground of ideas. <laughs> Who's a citizen in the world of ideas is a, <laughs> a, a, a way in which I've characterized you before. What would be the advantages of a person who has no, at least, emotional understanding of the future, do you think? Uh, it would allow you to be a cold-hearted managing editor. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to worry about feelings or else someone might you know, respond or remember you down the no, road. I you don't have to worry about consequences of, I th- of your no, no, relationships. No, I don't know. No, no, no. I think it's different. I think it's different, or or perhaps I'm just, perhaps you are speaking to a more a more severe case, right? Because you because you know because I understand hurting people, like I definitely understand that. I understand that there are hurtful ways you can address people. 
It's more not understanding that things won't happen in the future, I guess. So maybe it's yeah. less interesting. Uh, I mean, if, I think that's probably a common, common psychological characteristic or mm-hmm. happening, right? We don't, we don't know the future. We cannot know it. We only know our present and our routine. So we, we, I guess we could fret about the future or fear it, but we can't really understand it. Oh, that's a, yeah. And I would argue, I would uh, add, um, building off your point, that I have no problem fretting about the future, <laughs> <laughs> and that is something that I'm able, able to do with expertly, I would say. But no, it's just this understanding. I don't know. It, it, there might be some sort of advantage to it. I mean, yeah, it's uh, and it's abrupt. It's not a easing off of something that just ends and that's hard to reconcile i guess within our minds and i feel mm. that a bit too it'll be weird not to it'll be strange not to show up in the slack channel every day and try to be the first one to claim a max muncie poster yeah <laughs> or this be... i mean and some of the filthy things you said yeah too. yeah it'll be strange not to have those uh <laughs> those vehicles i honestly i think it was surprising because because you, you said because some of the things you said about nate silver <laughs> well, I'm glad we're not putting this on the, uh, the official recording. Yeah, mostly that. And, I mean, let alone the parent companies, ESPN, Disney, Fox, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Now, who yeah. owns Disney? So so, so Disney owns ESPN, or ESPN owns 538. Disney owns ESPN. Who, who owns... Owens Disney is that is it you know is that Satan directly or is it just one of his? <laughs> you know, it's nice. I'm going from one small operation to another. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, where people really know me and yeah, yeah, get to yeah. know everyone. Yeah. It's essentially the cheers of uh, writing outlets. I think we can all agree <laughs> on that. Hey, let me let me ask you this. Or moving us along to something that's uh, more essential than anything we've addressed up to this moment, and this really probably will be the last time we discuss this in public fashion at least for some time, is uh, let's let's visit, shall we, Hardball Dynasty. Oh, it would, it would be wrong not to. It would be BBWA. improper not to <laughs> B- revisit this one more time. And this is a matter of propriety. The BBWAA Hardball Dynasty League. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You're you're building something there. Trying to build something. Yeah. yeah. Trying yeah. to build something. I am in uh, – I am with – Maybe you can help me. I'm with uh, Dan Hayes. I'm in a, I'm in a, I'm in a division. And and actually what Hardball Dynasty does is I know is it is it addresses one of your pet projects which is realignment. <laughs> there are what in each there are two leagues, four divisions in each league, four teams in yes. each. Yes. Yes. And that's where we're headed according to Travis Sochik. I think that's yeah, within I don't know. The not too distant future, I think we're going to have 32 teams. Are we also going to have teams in Montreal and Hartford? (laughs) I think we very well could have a Montreal team. Yeah. And we'll have eight divisions of four teams. Right. I think that's where we're headed. Now, I'm in a division that, in in part, our league could actually illustrate one of the the charges that uh, a very reasonable person could levy against the the four-team structure or the the four-division structure, which is I'm in a league... I'm in a division that last year I'm in the I'm in the AL North along with Pittsburgh, Fargo, and Chicago. <laughs> okay, yeah. And in season 47, the season that preceded our, our current one, I finished. I won 65 games only, but I was only also 10 games out of first place. <laughs> Pittsburgh won the division yeah. uh, with 75 wins. Yeah. While meanwhile, if we look at the American League South, which has Mexico City, owned by Nick Picoro, 
Perhaps even look at the NL North of season 47. Now it's going to force me to click a, click the, a button. The Give best a division of all time. Yeah. But Mexico City and Monterey, owned by Nick Picora and August Fagerstrom, uh, respectively, both both those teams ended with 100 wins, which is already problematic, as we see from the way that the AL East is currently unfolding. Uh, right, the NL North, uh, Chicago, owned by a friend of the friend of the program, Justin Doom. Toronto, owned by I don't know if I want to say the username out loud. <laughs> Former Wall Street Journal. Yankees reporter, right? Daniel Barbarisi. Okay, right. Uh, Montreal, owned by Travis Sotrick, finished third, a lowly third. With 95 wins. wins. 95 wins. And fourth, who is who is this? This is BRI Mac. Yeah, I don't know who Pawtucket is. Okay, but uh, they they, uh, they won 93 games and they finished in fourth place. Uh, nowhere near contention. Although, actually, who won the wild cards then? Was it was it uh, Montreal and Toronto? Yes. Yeah, oh, okay. Both wild cards. Yep. Hmm. And I, I fell just short of my fifth straight World Series. And if there were a third wild card, it would have also come from that division. <laughs> it was a ridiculous division. Yeah, yeah. But I, I do think this season 47 showcases or sheds some light on potential issues down the road should Major League Baseball go to this NFL-style, you know, smaller division uh, format, which I suspect they will, to manufacture drama with these. You have more postseason chases to have Chile available, right? You have four divisions, probably two wild cards. So you have six playoff berths at stake. But with uh, with more teams tanking and taking extreme rational but extreme uh, philosophies and building clubs, we're going to see more divisions in the future, like the AL North of season 47. What's, Tra- what's Travis Sacek's AL North? I know that you've written this down in, oh, in your notebook. On my the- AL North. Yeah. Hmm. That's a good question. You've written this. Di- My Ale North. My, well, the, like the real Ale North. That would be the. Was that the Rust Belt division with like the Reds, Pirates, Indians, and Tigers? Oh, that's interesting. Because you, so you're you're not afraid to just destroy current league affiliation. Oh yeah, I have no respect for tradition. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm an extremist. Remember, a self-described yeah, I, um, extremist. Yeah, I'm. I'm aware. Baseball yeah. is a regional game. More regionally geographic centric divisions mm-hmm. would benefit the game, and then we could do away with the evils of interleague play. So you've actually proposed a couple of different versions. When you wrote a post last year about realignment, you suggested something along these lines. You had an AL North that had the White Sox, Tigers, Indians, and Bruins. Bru- no, Brewers. <laughs> <laughs> Brewers. Chicago White Sox. Uh, Detroit Tigers, Cleveland Indians, Milwaukee Brewers. And the NL North had the Chicago Cubs, St. Louis Cardinals, Cincinnati Reds, and Pittsburgh Pirates. But I don't know. It sounds like maybe you don't stand by that. Oh, and or no, but then you had radical realignment. Yes. This is more true to your your um, ra- your own radical ideology. The AL North. No, there is not even an AL North. If AL Central, Reds, Tigers, Indian Pirates. That's what it is. You regard it. You, you'd address it as the AL Central. So yeah, I think I proposed yeah, a radical realignment, of course, and eight team divisions, which I think I actually like a little more, and then what I think divisions might look like. Mm-hmm. So I had a prediction of what I think they'll look like, what they should look like, and then in you know the eight team division thing, which which I kind of like. You'd have uh, you'd have a greater diversity of intra league play, which I think the sport could use because you know, I live in Cleveland, and how many times do you want to see 
the, the Twins and the Royals and the Tigers come through your division. It gets stale. It gets stale. So that's the stale part? Wait, because they're not as as local? Is that the idea? Well, I want to see the Yankees more. I want to see the, Mike Trout more often. I, I don't want these teams to be like... Because basically it's a home and away series with all your non-division teams in league right now. Mm-hmm. That's just not a lot of great diversity on the schedule. I think it actually hurts attendance. But you do, but you do not want interleague play. I'm very much against interleague play. Yeah. Yes, because I think some of the magic in baseball. I wrote a post on this recently, and how to improve the All Star Game would to be and the World Series. Some of the crown jewel events, the two most, the two biggest TV rating events of the year in the baseball calendar, would be to eliminate interleague play, get some mystery back in the game, in a sport that is losing more and more mystery by the day is stack has measures everything as a website like fangraphs.com evaluates and analyzes everything there's just not a lot of the game is losing some of the magic and mystery and i think there is a value to that and yeah i think it's kind of i think one of the things that set baseball apart is that you didn't quite know how good the other league was you didn't quite know how mike trout would match up against you know clayton kershaw or whatever and i think that would benefit the game and i still believe that you're stubborn like that. I wrote that two weeks ago, and I still believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a man of principle or what, folks? <laughs> Character and principle. Yes, you have that tattooed, I believe, by Travis Hatchick on your lower back. Is that right? It was a, it was a youthful indiscretion. Yeah, yeah, everyone saw it at Denver. So, yeah. The, uh, what was the well, name of it? Because you were, all, you were wearing all those midriff exposing, exposing tank tops. <laughs> at the Maven, when you're trying to get everyone's drink tokens at check-in. I was trying try to steal everyone's drink tokens. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, you collect yeah. them. Those are worth money. <laughs> they had Those a market value of $7, and you were offering everyone $3 for them. Uh, well, the cash in hand. <laughs> Right? Right. Well, I didn't do what you did, which was just to, to buy a whole case of Michelob Ultra and put it in ice in the bathtub. <laughs> I mean, I thought that, I, on the one hand, I thought that's savvy. On the other, I thought it was a little bit trashy. It was not, it was uncouth. Yes. Yeah, it was uncouth, yeah. 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 And then they were all, all those Michelob Ultras were gone by the end of the trip. <laughs> and that's how you keep your figure, though, I understand, yeah. Yeah. right? We'll always, yes, yeah. we'll always have Denver. Right. Yeah. Hey, have you considered uh, have you considered drinking craft beers? <laughs> They're very popular. Yeah, I <laughs> craft beers. I, I have I've I've considered it. Uh, yeah. In fact, I might have a market garden craft beer in my hand this very moment. The market garden in Hanno brewed just down the road in Cleveland, Ohio. Just down the road in Cle- in it's in Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah, we have a number of breweries in Cleveland, Ohio. Is that the sort of place to which you would move if? If Bay Village doesn't give you what you want, <laughs> uh, the, the tax problems would still. I'd be in the same county. Oh, I see. Yeah. So it's a it's a it's levied on a on a county basis. It's mm. a yeah. It's like a countywide assessment. I mean, each city within the county has its own tax rate, but I think the assessments are done by the county. Now, is are these uh well these monies, which is a term that some people use, it's a plural. I use the plural form of money. Will these monies uh, be going to, in some part, will they be going to the local schools <laughs> that, your son, that your son will attend? Uh, they'll probably go into pension programs that won't exist for for, <laughs> for my wife. <laughs> Down the road, they'll go bankrupt. But, yeah. Yeah, all right, yeah. I don't know, but this is a lot of money. That's, there's been a huge housing 
market surge in Cleveland, like I think most cities. And yeah, I don't know. Someone's going to do very well. I don't know who that person is. Wait, who, what do you mean someone's going to do well? Like all these, all these uh, tax dollars. I guess a lot of them go to the schools, hypothetically. So, oh, that's good. Yeah. Schools, library. Do you have a Do you have a library in Bay, Bay Village? We do. Yes, part of the uh, the Cuyahoga County branch. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a fine library. Yeah. So I, yeah. <laughs> it'll be a it'll be a very nice library. Yeah. Well, it's it's nice having a library. A library is more than just books. I hope you know that, Travis. Yeah. Uh, sure. It's it's a media center. No. <laughs> what's the what's the local library there in Bay Village? The Bay Village Library. Oh. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's quite a quite a creative system they have there. For, let me let me pull it up for you. Uh, actually, yeah. we're we are rebuilt. We're building a new library in Bay Village. Oh, that's big information. Why why do you lead with that? The the Bay Village branch of the Cuyahoga County Public Library, the BVBCCPL, of course. Mm-hmm. Well, but the initial plans were scratched, as I learned doing some investigating, because the design was too modern. They wanted more of a, a colonial look to fit in with the community. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. I might have to show up at the next meeting and propose something more radical. What do you think? <laughs> a lot of glass and steel construction. You get, uh, I don't know who, uh, Frank Gehry? Frank Gehry out there? <laughs> Hey, are you are you aware, Travis Sachek, that uh, big data baseball, what you might call big data baseball, but what I call big data baseball, math mm. miracles in the end of a twenty-year losing streak? Mm. Do you know that that is available at multiple branches of the <laughs> Cuyahoga County Library? Oh, I was hoping you were going to tell me it's being made into a major motion picture. Uh, well, let's see. Let's see. One, two. <laughs> well, that's two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Now, but uh, but what I do find here is it's not available at the Bay Village branch. <laughs> so maybe something. This this book is available all over Cuyahoga County. No one wants it. You could get it at no. In fact, let me tell you, it's checked out uh, at four different places. Yeah, it's really? checked out at four different places. Yeah, it's checked out at, uh, at Beechwood. That one's due back on the 29th. Well, you know, my name has been in the news recently. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's good for back. the book. Yeah, uh, Orange. I don't know where Orange is. You probably know where Orange is, right? I do, yeah. Vague notion of where Orange is. Yeah, it's due back there on the 25th of August. Uh, Solon? 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 Solon, How do you yeah. I think it's the hometown of Jeff Passan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, now it's due August 12th there. And then it was recently returned. Uh, one of two copies owned by the North <laughs> Royal Royalton, yeah, Not... Royalton uh, Library. Yeah, one of that... two copies was recently yeah. returned. I, I take my car in to North Royalton, the Honda dealership there. Well, there you go. And here's something I did not know at all: is that there is also an ebook version of Big Data Baseball, what you might call Big Data Baseball, what I call Big Data Baseball, Math Miracles, and the End of a Twenty Year Losing Streak by Travis Subject. <laughs> there is a there's an audio version read by Peter Larkin. Oh, they they told me it was going to be Morgan Freeman. Oh. <laughs> Tell me about, have you met Peter Larkin? We went through many perspective <laughs> narrators. And Peter's voice just sang to me. No, I've never met him. I've actually never even heard the audio version. Have you really not? No. Yeah. You could check it out. Do, now, do you have, a, do you have, sorry, do you have a, a, a card for the Cuyahoga County Public Library? I do. Yeah. Oh. Well, I'm going to be sending you a link right now. Don't be don't get distracted by it. I'm going to send you a link to it though. You can actually check this you can check this out just with your card online. You can listen to it online. 
Yeah. Yeah. What a world we live in. Macmillan yeah. Audio, read by Peter Larkin. Huh. Hmm. Now, what kind of what kind of royalties you get off that? <laughs> this <laughs> is eight and a half hours long. <laughs> your your book, Travis. Yeah. Is longer to read than the longest documentary on the Holocaust. <laughs> Are you suggesting that this is more than that? Uh, yeah, well, when you come visit me from Bath, mm-hmm. Maine, you could yeah. absorb much of the time in the car by just listening to this book. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then when you arrive, you could meet the author, which would be pretty exciting. If at any point, any point, uh, walking around your house in Bay Village, could someone reach out one's arm and and easily procure a copy of Big Data Baseball? Is there one of the, no? Listen, I answer this honestly. Will you answer this this next question honestly? Hmm. Will you answer this question honestly? It depends. It depends. I'm not going to ask you anything dirty. I'll answer. The, I'll answer it as truthfully as I can. How many bathrooms does your house have? One and a half. And how many of those one and a half bathrooms can I find a copy of Big Data Baseball by Travis Sochik? Zero. Zero, okay. Yeah, All, yeah, right. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, there are some paperback copies. We have a small kind of library-ish bookshelf room, mm-hmm. and there's some, co- there's some remaining copies there. Yeah. But uh, no, we do, not broad- we do not broadcast our minor successes in this house. We live, <laughs> no, mod- no. We, we live modestly. <laughs> We're modest. Self, selflessly. Yes, yeah, selflessly. Uh, <laughs> Remember, character and uh, yeah, character. It's the tattoo on your yeah. lower back that you've yeah. already told me about. Yeah. 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 I, I lift up my shirt. I look at a, you know, one of those long, narrow mirrors every day to remind myself of that. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, with the amount of money you're going to have coming now, you might need to get a bigger mirror. <laughs> <laughs> You might need to get a mirror to, uh, yeah, to uh, now. When you look at a mirror, uh, Travis, now I understand you can see your whole body in it, but is your whole is your ego able to fit in it as well? <laughs> That's why you have a reflection pool uh, yeah, in, the, in the backyard. <laughs> what is it? Is that beta fish? And, uh, <laughs> did you did you hire only the, the, the finest landscape architects from? From Japan. <laughs> only uh, the best. Yeah. Only the best to design your backyard. Yeah. yeah. You'd be impressed with what I've done in the backyard. I you know, I don't think that's true, but what what, what have you done? <laughs> what have you done? <laughs> I I took down a flower bed that was be, behind the garage. What do you mean the flower bed? What did it what did it have in it? Like it was bordered it was it was constructed out of some I guess like one by fours and some stakes. Hmm. And it was filled with dirt. And something was once attempted to be cultivated there. And I, I raised that structure. I flattened and tilled the soil. I planted a shade sun grass seed mix. And there's now a beautiful parcel of lawn there. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah. You've been tending to the... Uh, so it's grass, you say? Yeah, I'll uh, I'll send it out on social media and tag you on it. No, I, I, <laughs> I hope you do. Now, did you have to... You have to water it a lot, don't you? Uh, I planted it in our rainy season here. So... Yeah, it was. Uh, it worked out well. You got a, you got a rainy season there. <laughs> is that near the rice paddies? Is that what you're? Uh, that what... The corn crop thrives <laughs> in the rainy season. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Does the, the does the lake overflow and flood your flood your fields? 
No, uh, mm. actually, Bay Village is sort of on a, there's a lot of cliffs on the west side of Cleveland overlooking mm. the 11th largest body of fresh water in the world. And, uh, yeah, so I don't think flooding is an issue here. That's dramatic. Yeah. Sounds dramatic. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm not trying to hurt you personally. <laughs> uh, let's see, where are we? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, well, I was asking you about H or Harbaugh Dynasty, but I mean, we needn't go any further than that. I think that's fine. How are you doing? How's your team doing this year? I, I don't look over on the National League all the time. Uh, you know, we are dedicated to just building a championship contending club that will, mm-hmm. you know, sustain success over multiple years, and we're, we hope to do that again. Yeah. Looks like you got a 29 and 13 record right now, though. Yeah, we're uh, we're happy with the start. You know, yeah. I I do hope that uh, we can, you know, I would I would really hate that this is the end of our, our conversations. I'm, and sure, I know, I'm sure we'll do this. Yeah. yeah, I hope this isn't the end. But, okay. No, I'm sure we'll yeah. do it in the future. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure we'll do some. But uh, listen, Travis Sachik, I think that you, um, well, I think what I can say is this: is that you have fulfilled uh, your obligation to Fangraphs. <laughs> yeah, not just Fangraphs. Yeah. So you fulfilled your obligation to Fangraphs. Yeah, it's uh, well, I, I hope I did more good than bad for the audience out there. I think and, you uh, did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's that's my my that was my goal, and it was it was a lot of fun. It's it is a bittersweet day, and. I especially enjoyed being a part of Fangraphs Audio. I always enjoyed interacting with you, and I, uh, I I hope we won't be strangers. That would be that's a future I don't want to be a part of. I don't want yeah, to. The... <laughs> I think that uh, yeah, I I think we'll probably uh, see and hear from each other again. In the meantime, however, I wish you uh, good luck. Um, as I, I, I don't think I'm telling any tales out of school when I note that David Appleman said in our. Uh, Slack message board that uh, at least we can still read your work, which is good. So we'll be able to do that. And, uh, you know, I think it'll, it's, it's fine. It's all fine. You know? Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. No, we won't be strangers. No. Oh. All right. Allow me to say this. Uh, that has been Travis Sochik, formerly of Fangraphs.com, imminently of 538. I'm Carson Zestuli, and this has been Fangraphs Audio.